Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I actually have some good news about the economy. I also have an important warning for you about a booming type of fraud. So last year, a couple of times, I talked about the layoffs that were occurring in state and local government and the cutbacks in service because of declining tax revenues. You know, state and local government accounts for about 20 million jobs in the United States. Uh, by comparison, federal government employs about 2 million people. Most em- uh, employment with government is at the state level or uh, city or county level. And so in the initial months of the pandemic, it looked like services were going to be drastically cut and that the number of employees would be greatly reduced. A lot of states were talking about doing um, unpaid furloughs where people might be required to take off five to ten days a month each month without pay, that kind of thing. And it turned out that for most of the country, the dire concerns and fears from coronavirus did not turn out to be the case. In fact, uh, revenues held up when you take the whole 12 months of 2020, they ended up much better than expected, down overall less than 2%. And it's still 2%, but nothing compared to what was feared. And this year, it may be down, depending on the state, a little more than that, but a number of states actually have tax revenues now that are higher than what they were before. This is important on two levels, actually three. It means that people who may have faced a layoff or furloughed hours, that's not happening in most cases. Second, uh, government services that looked like they'd be cut back at the state or local level may have only been cut back or will be at the margins, not major wholesale cutbacks. And then the third thing is often when we go through a cycle like this, state and local governments raise taxes, which compounds all the pain, and that doesn't look like that's going to be part of this cycle as well. And I saw a heat map of the United States done by the Urban Institute, and as you might expect, the, of the big states, the ones that have been hurt the most in tax collections are Hawaii and Florida. Those two in particular because they are so dependent on tourism. There was not data on Nevada, but I imagine Nevada would be right there with them with declines in revenues 
because they are so tourist dependent. These three states, in reverse, will spring back pretty strong once tourism resumes later this year as we got enough vaccines in people's arms. Um, Texas has been hit really hard, as has North Dakota, because these two states produce so much energy and the um, oil and natural gas sectors have been very much affected and the tax revenues they produce has declined. But other than those states, the country generally has come through much better than expected, which is good for your wallet, good for those 20 million approximately people that work for state and local government, and also good for the services that you expect from your government at the state or local level. It's time for your questions you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Krista, what you got? Kevin in New York wants to know what will happen to the economy when rents, mortgages, and other loans come due. How many times can moratoriums realistically be extended? So the consequences for the economy are not going to be terrible. The consequences for individuals are going to be brutal. Uh, Specifically, I talked about recently for renters, this is going to be a train wreck. For homeowners, not so much because of unique factors with the home market. Uh, the, The reality is that when an economy goes through a tough economic cycle, homelessness rises as the economy gets better. Exactly the opposite of what you'd think is you'd think that in the midst of the coronavirus-related unemployment that we would have in the midst of that the big increase in homelessness. But economists say that follows a recovery not at the trough of the bottom. So yes, that will have horrific impact on children whose uh, parents live in rental housing. It's going to mean a lot of doubling up with people moving in with friends or family till they can get back on their feet. And in past cycles, it would have meant the same thing with homeowners. It will not mean that this time because of what's going on with home values right now. Homeowners who can't pay their mortgages have a reasonable exit strategy pretty much everywhere. Janali in Georgia says, I recently received a phone call from my security provider informing me that they would need to upgrade my security wall panel from the current 3G to 5G due to cell phone providers switching their towers over the five, over to the 5G network. The cost would be $199. I, didn't, I did know of the change, but is it necessary to upgrade my panel at this moment? And should the security companies charge their customers for an issue that is beyond their control? Right, it's beyond the control of both the burglar alarm companies and you as a consumer. $200 is a lot when you can buy a from-the-ground-up self-installed burglar alarm system that you could put in yourself and have cheaper monitoring, and that would be an alternative for you if you're not into the whole idea of doing your own thing. It is uh, a service call that's expensive for the burglar alarm companies, and they have no choice but to convert people away from 3G as those 
3G towers are being turned off. So this is one that's a lose-lose for you as a consumer and the burglar alarm company. It's possible that if you shop for a new burglar alarm company, just in order to get your monitoring business for your existing system, they might give you the, the um, cutover to 5G for free. Just don't sign any long-term contracts to get that service call that's going to cost you $200 otherwise done for free. And ultimately, the cost of the monthly monitoring over time matters more even than this $200 junk fee. All right, another husband and wife disagreement for you to weigh in on. Jack in Florida says, We bought a vacation home at the beach three years ago. We have no mortgage on our primary residence. After listening to you, I refied a 30-year 4.37% mortgage last year into 2.25% for 15 years with a balance of $250,000. We have $300,000 in a conventional IRA that I set aside for the cottage. My wife would like to pay off the mortgage and be debt-free. I would like to keep the IRA in the market. I'm 68. My wife is 58. We live comfortably on our civil service pensions, my military pension, and my social security. We've also, we also have substantial 401k savings. So should we pay off the mortgage on the cottage with the IRA or keep the IRA earning returns over the next 15 years? 2.25% is so compelling. The odds that over the years your IRA will out-earn that are overwhelming. That's a very low bar to overcome the 2.25%. You could, as a compromise, pull money out of the IRA each year enough that you would be able to pay off, let's say if you took out $25,000 a year over... 10 years, you'd be done with the mortgage and she'd be happy because she'd be in her 60s and there'd be no mortgage at all. But at two and a quarter percent, my preference is you leave that IRA alone and pay off that loan as agreed over the 15 years. In this case, I side with you, not your wife, even though, as I say, your wife is always right. In this case, um, the balance tips to you. Casey in Illinois says, with more automakers making electric vehicles like the new fully electric Ford Mustang, the $7,500 federal tax credit is back in play for consumers looking for fully electric vehicles. Can you explain how it works and how can I make sure that I get $7,500 worth of value from this offer? Okay, so great question. There are only, as I'm aware of right now, two automakers that have produced themselves out of the tax credit, and that is GM and Tesla, with other automakers till they hit a total number of units sold of electric vehicles, which if I remember right, is a quarter of a million. The buyers of electric vehicles are eligible for a $7,500 federal tax credit. And so it's not based on anything about you. It's based on whether the automaker you're buying from has sold big inventory of electric vehicles and one by one they will get close to that total then the credits cut in half then cut in half again and then it vanishes so it goes from 7500 to 3750 to 1875 to zero in uh, step downs as the volume sold goes up and coming up 
I'm going to talk about a particular type of fraud that is separating investors from their money. I'm going to tell you what you need to be on the lookout for. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ponzi schemes are now 100 years old, at least the term being used in the United States, where a con artist convinces you that they have a business or an investment opportunity that will get you a great, great return. The most famous of late is Bernie Madoff, who stole billions from people and had convinced very sophisticated people uh, investors who should have done more homework, more digging, that he had figured out a formula for what was referred to as the Madoff 10. That in any market condition, he had come up with a hedging strategy where he could guarantee you 10% return on your money without risk. Well, we know how that ended up. He absconded with billions of dollars from people and a lot of people, as I said, who were investors who should have known better, just wanted to believe and got taken. And now there are multiple reports that Ponzi schemes are thriving again around the United States. The SEC has charged an investment group called GPB Capital Holdings with stealing $1.7 billion, allegedly, from 17,000 people. They were told that they would get 8% monthly distributions and that they would be covered by profits. The SEC allegations, falsified financial statements, backdated performance guarantees, and false income statements showing income that did not exist. And as long as the money keeps coming, people believe these things. Why? Because they want to. They want to believe them. And the reality is it happens again and again and again by people of all levels of sophistication, all different ways that people want to think that it really is this simple. You know, there's a blog run by a woman named Kathy Phelps called the Ponzi Scheme Blog. And she has been able to identify somewhere between three 
and 10 Ponzi schemes each month, according to the New York Times. Her blog is one that I uh, read some on, and I got to tell you, how she, she's got such a great smile on her face. How she keeps that smile when what she sees every day are these cons that cost people so much money. Here's one of most recent postings that she posted just last week where a con artist through something called Gemcoin stole $147 million from people. Another one, $300 million from people. One after another after another, and everybody's got their hook. Everybody's got their story about how they've come up with a way for you to make a great deal of money. And one thing for you always to remember with any Ponzi scheme, if it's really that great, if they've really come up with this great, wonderful, proprietary method to make money, why are they pitching it to you? They'd never pitch it to you. They would keep all the winnings to themselves, right? But it's all about taking your money by you buying into whatever they're pitching and you in turn think, hey, I'm going to get rich. And instead... It's the con artist who's getting rich. With uh, It always seems there's the private jet, the fancy mansions, the fancy cars. All that stuff seems to be what they all run out and do with the stolen money. And that's why when the Ponzi gets busted, most of the money is already gone and spent. Now, one thing that's consistent with these Ponzi schemes is overwhelmingly they are older guys, people who may have actually done legitimate business over time. They may have been lawyers. They may have been financiers, whatever. They've got some street cred in an investment sense. And people just lend their trust to them and give them their money. The reality, any thing that's involved with you doing a private placement of money where you're turning it over to somebody on typically his promise not his or her his promise about how much money you're going to make and you can't independently verify anything they're telling you that's when you have so much risk that you're going to get taken anybody who promises you extreme returns or anyone who promises you higher than normal returns but says there's no risk to it, that's when you know you're one step away from getting taken. And if you ever want to do some really interesting reading, read Kathy Phelps' blog about the various ways that people come up with to steal your money. And it will make you much more careful anytime somebody pitches you on that can't-lose investment idea. Krista? Well, speaking of scams, Melissa says, I received an email referencing an old password 
telling me they have created a deep fake adult video. And unless I pay them over $5,000, they will release it to my friends, family, and work colleagues. I've contacted the police, but not sure if there's anything else I should do at this time other than not respond. Don't respond. This is uh, a thing right now. And you don't know when it is there's actually been a deep fake created of uh, fake pornography or compromising uh, sexual content of some kind. Um, Usually, though, it's not that. It's just uh, trying to extort money from you. And this one is making the rounds. Yeah, my my wife actually got an email recently, and that was frightening to you know someone saying hey they, they had a link at the bottom of the email saying we have a video of you especially with a explicit sexual content and yeah i think that one don't click on a link if there is a link right if there's a link to a video and then two don't respond don't give these people the time of day i think they're looking to you know take advantage of people who do respond and with worry and the deep fake thing is in a number of facets of life going to be a a risk that we're going to have to understand that the technology exists today to create uh, fake images, fake videos of various things. And I know that from um, the editing software that we have uh, in our industry in podcasting, that you can pretty much take someone like me who said so many words over the years and you can make those words say anything. And so we're going to have to be prepared for that, particularly in uh, dictatorships, totalitarian societies. Uh, there's going to be a continual problem with deep fakes of audio and video. In this case, just assume the scam is trying to create fear in you where they either can take over your computer, your identity, or get money out of you and ignoring the threats and deleting the email, the best thing to do. Hasib in California says, I had auto pay with my car manufacturer's financial arm set up on their website. It was working well and suddenly stopped for no reason, so I missed a payment. When I called them, they had no idea why it had stopped. I never got any email, mail, text, or notice that I did not pay. I paid it right away, because it was, but because it was 35 days late, they reported it to the credit bureaus. They did not. How do I remedy this situation? Okay, that is so ridiculous. This is a luxury brand, their finance arm. They mess up, and then they ruin your credit? Okay, I got several steps for you to do. Um, number one, if you're active at all on social media, post about it on social media and name the brand every which way. Number two, dispute the uh, past due item on your credit report. That triggers a 30-day period where you also are expected to contact this finance arm to do something about it. But then the big thing with a luxury brand is talk to the general manager of the dealership of that luxury brand where you bought the vehicle. They have a factory zone rep that they can contact on your behalf. You bought a luxury brand that is supposed to come with luxury service, and the general manager of the dealership is the individual who can be your advocate with the zone rep for your brand, a vehicle. 
and get this squared away. I want to hear from you. You understand I gave you several tactics to do all at once. I want you doing all of them, and I want to hear back if you still ran into a brick wall. I bet you won't. I bet you'll be able to resolve it. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Team Clark community. If you need more advice, please call our free Team Clark Consumer Action Center, 470-284-7137. That's 470-284-7137. You can see more about us and the hours of the Consumer Action Center by going to clark.com slash CAC. And please subscribe to this podcast and give us a review.